It's December 8th, 2022, and this is your DSR Daily Brief. I'm Grant Haver. And I'm Chris Cottnor. Our top stories from international outlets this morning. The AP is reporting that in just three tumultuous hours, President Pedro Castillo went from decreeing the dissolution of Peru's Congress to being replaced by his vice president. Yesterday, Peru was girding itself for a third impeachment vote of Castillo. The night before, the president said in an unusual midnight address on state television ahead of the vote that a certain sector of Congress had it out for him and that he was paying for mistakes made due to inexperience. Shortly before noon yesterday, Castillo went on state television and announced the dissolution of Congress. He said elections would be held to choose new lawmakers and a new constitution would be written. Various members of his cabinet resigned immediately. Vice President Dina Boularte said via Twitter that the move only contributed to Peru's political crisis. The Supreme Court, Constitutional Tribunal, and National Ombudsman rejected it as an attempted coup. Castillo was driven from the presidential palace through Lima's historic downtown to a police station. Hours later, prosecutors announced that Castillo had been arrested on a charge of rebellion. Two hours after his announcement, lawmakers who had ignored Castillo's decree voted to remove him. This time, they had the votes, 101 in favor, 6 against, and 10 abstentions. Iran has announced the first execution of a protester convicted over the recent anti-government unrest, according to the BBC. Mohsen Shikari was hanged on Thursday morning after being found guilty by a revolutionary court of enmity against God, state media reported. He was accused of being a rioter who blocked a main road in Tehran in September and wounded a member of a paramilitary force with a machete. The judiciary has so far announced that 10 other people have been sentenced to death by revolutionary courts on the charges of enmity against God or corruption on earth in connection with the protests. Al Jazeera is reporting that Germany's wirecard fraud trial has opened with ex-CEO Marcus Braun and two former executives in the dock over their roles in the country's biggest ever accounting scandal. The trial in Munich began today, two and a half years after the digital payments firm collapsed in spectacular fashion following admission that 1.9 billion euros were missing from its accounts that did not exist. Chancellor Olaf Scholz, who was finance minister at the time, described the scandal as unparalleled in Germany's post-war history. A favorite with investors, Wirecard entered Germany's blue-chip DAX index in 2018 and at its peak was valued at more than 24 billion euros, outweighing giant Deutsche Bank. But its troubles began in earnest in 2019 when the Financial Times published a series of explosive articles detailing accounting irregularities. The scam finally unraveled when longtime auditor EY uncovered a 1.9 billion euro hole in its accounts in June 2020. Click the link in the show notes to read about all the ins and outs of this scandal. 
Elsewhere, Political Europe reports that a traffic jam of oil tankers has built up in front of Turkey's Bosphorus Strait thanks to Ankara's new insurance paper demands, a knock-on effect of the sanctions against Russian seaborne crude that went into effect this week. However, a dozen of the tankers lined up at the key transport route connecting the Black Sea with the Mediterranean are carrying crude from Kazakhstan, not Russia, said Viktor Katona, lead crude analyst at intelligence company Kepler. EU members as well as G7 countries and Australia agreed to impose a price limit of $60 per barrel on Russian crude as of Monday. Under the deal, the countries ban insurance and shipping companies from offering their services to shipments of Russian oil to non-EU countries if it's sold above the price cap. The EU also imposed its own ban on imports of Russian seaborne crude. The aim is to reduce Russian oil revenues and undermine its ability to wage war in Ukraine while not disrupting global oil flows. Turkey has not joined the G7 insurance ban and still imports Russian oil. According to Deutsche Welle, former Guatemalan president Otto Perez Molina was sentenced to 16 years in prison in a graft case yesterday. Then-Vice President Roxana Baldetti was also given the same sentence. Perez denied the charges and said the conviction was made without a shred of proof. Perez and Baldetti were found guilty of racketeering and customs fraud. They were acquitted on charges of illicit enrichment. They were accused of leading a customs fraud network that stole around $3.5 million in state funds. Investigators said importers paid bribes to avoid paying customs duties. A Reuters investigation has revealed that since at least 2013, the Nigerian military has conducted a secret, systematic, and illegal abortion program in the country's northeast ending at least 10,000 pregnancies among women and girls. Many had been kidnapped and raped by Islamist militants. Resistors were beaten, held at gunpoint, or drugged into compliance, witnesses say. The abortions mostly were carried out without the person's consent and often without their prior knowledge, according to the witness accounts. The women and girls ranged from a few weeks to eight months pregnant, and some were as young as 12 years old, interviews and records showed. The investigation is based on interviews with 33 women and girls who say they underwent abortions while in the custody of the Nigerian army. Jess One said she freely gave consent. In addition, Reuters reviewed copies of military documents and civilian hospital records describing or tallying thousands of abortion procedures. The existence of the army-run abortion program hadn't previously been reported. The Straits Times reports that while many Chinese embraced their newfound freedoms today after the country dropped key parts of its tough zero-COVID regime, some cities warned residents to maintain vigilance against a virus that until now has been largely kept in check. Three years into the pandemic, many in China had been itching for Beijing to start to align its rigid virus prevention measures with the rest of the world, which has largely opened up in an effort to live with a disease. Those frustrations boiled over into widespread protests last month, the biggest show of public discontent 
since President Xi Jinping came to power in 2012. The general public should maintain a good awareness of personal protection and be the first responsible person for their own health. Guangzhou, the central city home to the world's largest iPhone factory, said in a message to residents. It urged residents to wear masks, maintain social distancing, seek medical attention for fever and other COVID-19 symptoms, and especially for the elderly to get vaccinated. In lighter news from the AP, Police in Western Germany are appealing for help in cracking a potentially very cold case. Authorities say about 60 containers of bull sperm were stolen from a farm in the town of Olfen, 56 miles northeast of Cologne, late Monday or early Tuesday. Police said in a statement Wednesday that while it's unclear how the rustle happened, the precious cargo needs to be supercooled with liquid nitrogen at minus 320 degrees Fahrenheit so it isn't spoiled. They are seeking tips from the public that might lead to the recovery of the sperm, which was intended for artificial insemination. That's all the news we have for you today. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so that more people can find the show. If you have a tip, topic, or correction you'd like to flag for us, please email us at podcasts at thedsrnetwork.com. Members of the DSR Network will receive an evening newsletter version of the DSR Daily Brief and bonus weekend briefs. Last weekend, I spoke with Josh Kurlancic of the Council on Foreign Relations about the protests in China. If you aren't a member, go to thedsrnetwork.com and become a member to make sure you never miss any of our analysis. If you want more in-depth discussion of these issues, be sure to follow the links in the show notes to read our sources and tune into our sister podcasts on the DSR Network. Stay safe and stay tuned to the DSR Daily Brief.